Just tell her I said hello. Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with New York City jazz vocalist J.D. Walter on new 2023 projects. One of those projects is the 2023 CD, What the World Needs Now. It serves as an album of overlooked gems revealing his skills as a composer, his mastery of the intimate ballad, his talent for reinventing pop and jazz standards to bring a new depth to these songs, and his ability to swing, scat, and harmonize like no one else. The implicit hope for this album is a plea for peace and love is highlighted by the title song what the world needs now we cover this album another one that's in the can live show surviving COVID, and so much more we talked back in may of 2020 it's great to see the other side enjoy hey jd what's up man how are you good to see hey, you good to see you thanks for taking a minute out sure thank you thank you so the last time we caught up was in may of 2020 we had no idea what the hell was happening <laughs> That's right. That's right. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I still do. I don't know if I do yet. I, I, I realized I stepped into it when I said that. So I, me too. I'm in the same boat. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, man, it's great to see you. Thank you for taking a minute out today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. So I guess, you know, as we just kind of minorly touched on, you know, we did talk in May of 2020, and I think the entire world was unsure how long the, the pandemic was going to last, especially for the jazz community. Right. So now now that we're talking in 2023, how did you do? How did you get out of it? You know, how well, did you yeah, I mean, like everybody, the uncertainty of how long is this going to be? And then secondly, what do you do with your craft uh, in the meantime? Uh, and so at first, I think there was there was a hopefulness that it wouldn't be as long as it was, uh, even though we had no idea. Uh, and then and then I reverted to, well, what do I love to do? And uh, that was music. And I had uh, I called up my one of my best friends uh, in Texas. And I said, what are you doing? He said, uh, nothing, uh, of course. And, uh, I said, why don't you, why don't you drive on up here? We were staying in, uh, upstate New York. And I said, why don't you drive on up here and let's write some music? And he, he's a fantastic musician. Um, and, uh, was the musical director for Alejandro Escovedo. He's, he's now the musical director for Patty Griffin. He'd worked with Robert Plant. He'd worked with a lot of, a lot of big names as in the singer songwriter world. We were in jazz school together at North Texas. Uh, and, but we had written a lot of music mm, 30 years ago. But, uh, you know, who do you want to spend your time with? You want to spend time with people you love. And, and, uh, so, so he came up, he drove up from Texas. And we wrote for about three weeks. And then about four months later, drove up again. We wrote for another three weeks. And then he drove up again. And we wrote for another couple of weeks. And I probably wrote maybe 25, 30 songs. And of those, of those songs, um, well, I said, I want to go in the studio and record these. Uh, the, the issue for me was, though, that these were more of the singer-songwriter nature and I wanted to, of course, and, and need to somewhat retain my jazz identity, uh, as a, as a performer. If I'm going to go in the studio, uh, long story short, decided to go in the studio, uh, play with some great players. So James Genus, who, who Herbie Hancock uses basis for, um, Taylor Ixty won, won a Grammy, 
a year or so ago uh, for best instrumental album, great pianist. Um, Gilad Hexelman, guitarist, is on a, a tune. Um, uh, Obed Calvert playing drums, had some guests on strings as well, and recorded a record, which is singer, songwriter, jazz, you know, kind of, I, I don't know what it is at some point. I'm just was trying to make good music. And then uh, a record label, Arcadia, started to express some interest at the time. I said, well, I'm kind of in the studio doing this singer-songwriter record if you want to come by and check it out. And they signed me based on what they heard and uh, and finished that record. It should be out this fall. Um, and uh, and that's so that's what I did. And that's the one, What the World Needs Now, correct? No. Uh, so when I signed with Arcadia, what they did was they decided to um, – uh, they they looked at 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 my numbers, it's a numbers game, and and they they thought that I had released a record right at the beginning of the pandemic, which really didn't do anything because it was right at the beginning of the pandemic. I mean, a couple things were happening: the perfect storm, a pandemic comes, uh, CD sales are pretty much phase phasing out. Spotify is taking its place, and so this I didn't have a chance to tour with the record that I did right at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, and that was a special project of that I felt very close to as well. Um, and so Bob of, uh, of Arcadia records wanted to do a retrospective of my music of my previous eight releases, including some of the songs from the album that, that, uh, that came out right at the beginning of the pandemic and didn't do anything or didn't get attention it perhaps deserved. And so what the world needs now and a second one called The Last Muse are retrospectives, which are including a lot of the music from the record that was released right at the beginning of the pandemic. Okay. So, but it has to feel good now to have albums coming out with kind of this post-pandemic era we're in. How does it feel? Um, well, it always feels good to get music out there. And of course, you need it to get heard. Um, I'd like to say that, that things have picked up to normal again, uh, for me, but, uh, one place where I was very popular was Russia and the Ukraine. And of course that's not happening anymore. <laughs> and, and tours are like a rolling, you know, uh, tours, tours are something where it, 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 uh, one, it, it, it builds, if you if you're traveling, it's easy to to piggyback that with another country with another country. But if for whatever reason things slow down in a particular region, it, it affects everything. So I was kind of affected by all that. I think uh, I'm starting to travel again uh, with with some consistency starting this fall into the new year. Uh, but yeah, I'm always wanting to get new material out, and uh, and so to that end, it feels great. A lot of the things that we did for the reimagining of of uh, or these these retro releases of of music was reconfigure some of it or re-edit it to make it more radio friendly i had one particular piece called the last muse um is a 13 minute song well that doesn't play well on radio so we edited that down to five and a half minutes you know the jazz world you know what are we thinking uh pursuing uh, what we consider to be artistically true to ourselves. No, that doesn't work in the commercial world. So we had, we trimmed a bunch of stuff down, which is for the better for radio. So, so what are you hoping the listener gets from this new project? 
um, new project as in uh, what what the world needs now or yeah. or the or the new the new one that's still in the can I, I guess we could say both I mean what's kind right. of your collective hope now that people are are mingling more with music and getting in there and getting music and seeing it live right um well I'm hoping of course that that they're able to visit slash revisit um some of these past releases and in particular the album uh dressed in a song that came out right at the beginning of the pandemic uh to 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 get its fair opportunity for people to latch on to it uh and uh and perhaps see some things that they hadn't seen before um because they went at the time of those releases they didn't benefit from the digital streaming platforms that we have now. I mean, I, I guess it's, it's, you, you can't have both worlds. I mean, we didn't have these digital streaming platforms when some of this music came out. Now we do, but now you don't have CD sales. I mean, it's a, uh, yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you this. How do the crowds feel? Are, are they different now? In as much as I'm not, I haven't been playing with the regularity that, that, that I have in the past and that I, that I am in the future. The crowds coming out of the pandemic um, felt hungry. They felt hungry, which is good. And 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 I don't know if it's a place that I've gotten to now as a performer. I played, I played within the last week, and I I almost felt like I couldn't do anything wrong. That the audience they're on the edge of their seat. Um, maybe you know they suffered from the pandemic too, not just artists. So the the tangibility, the being able to actually go see music again. Uh, and, and, uh, there's maybe more of an appreciation. I don't know. I, I, I've been feeling something and I don't know if I've been able to put my finger on it, but yeah, there's definitely something palpable in how audiences are reacting now. And I don't know if that's me or if that's them. I'm sure it's a combination of the two. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm, I find I'm more grateful to perform than I was before, which is, I, I, I'm almost embarrassed to say that, but now I'm, I'm grateful. You got a babysitter, you, you paid for parking, you did whatever you had to do to come out. Thank you for listening to, to this music. And, and I almost feel a compulsion or, or I almost feel, uh, maybe it's a compulsion that I, I, I have something to share with you. I have something to share with you now. And I don't know if I really had that urgency before of, Hey, listen, uh, take a listen to this for a second. I really have something to share with you versus the, uh, getting caught up in all the, the, the BS mind stuff that, that maybe had gone into, uh, that, that, that occupied my mind for some percentage of how do you look? How's the patter? How's the, now it's a very sincere, it's a very sincere thing of, man, thank you for coming out. This next song is really about this story. Yeah, I know I'm supposed to talk to the audience, but I really want you to get what I'm saying this time, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know, I think the one of the things that was a fear when this was really raging is that, you know, people were leaving big cities, you know, younger players, were they going to get into a craft where there was no future potentially? How do you see the jazz community right now as it kind of comes back and rebuilds? Do you think it's stronger than it's ever been? I don't know if I can speak to that. Um, all I can, what I, what I've noticed is a lot of people leaving. You don't have to be in New York to pursue this craft. 
a lot of great players are, 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 are feeling that they can, they can hit this from other places that maybe, and, and again, I'm only speaking as someone who lives in New York, um, man, I, during the pandemic, I got to have some grass and trees and maybe the pandemic, if, if anything kind of, uh, led people to a mindset of what is it that I really want in this life? And all right, maybe I don't want this, this city life. Maybe I can do what I do from anywhere. And the craft has nothing to do with where I live. Of course, there used to be a whole, a whole, uh, MO of, of New York musicians. And I followed this path as well, uh, is come to New York, make a name for yourself so that you can go play in Europe and make real money. And I mean, that's what miles did. That's what everybody did. Uh, and also, uh, where the appreciation perhaps might have seemed to be higher. Um, but now I, I don't know, I don't know how, how important that is to be in New York anymore. It's easy to say once you've established yourself as a player here, but I mean, it's difficult here. And I see the young people, um, you know, I hear things like I can't afford Harlem anymore. I'm moving to the Bronx. I don't know how a student graduates from college uh, as a jazz or even just, becomes a jazz musician and, and, and has to make it paying these exorbitant uh, rents in New York and surviving here. I mean, I just don't know how. So from that vantage point, I see kind of a trend with the younger players uh, kind of saying, you know, we don't necessarily need to be here. We can move to Europe. We can move to Nashville. We can move to wherever and still have a fruitful life and, and, uh, and, and get the most out of it on the, on, on more than one level of just the, the struggle of making it in New York, but of enjoying, you know, nature of enjoying, uh, uh, kind of zeroing in on what is it that's important to me as a human being. So let's get into the good business here of the best place to pick up the new, new material, live shows, anything pertaining to your world. Right. So, um, on, Pretty much any DSP on any streaming platform, uh, it can be purchased, whether it's the band camps, whether it's the Amazons, whether it's the whatever, uh, the new record, uh, uh, can be purchased, uh, and it can be heard, of course, on Spotify. And as far as hearing this music, uh, in the future from me, um, uh, I'm, I'm performing in New York. October the 7th, uh, I think I'll be in on the road in September in Armenia. And then I'll be playing in New York again in November and out of the country again, um, late part of November into December in Europe, uh, in the Netherlands and some other places. And then in the new year, it looks like uh, Italy and, and Germany and uh and france uh in particular places like duc de lombard in paris and the blue note in milan uh, in the new year and so as i said things are are starting to pick up again and for me um i'm not a side man so i can't pick up side man work so it really has to be me but but uh, i'm excited about new music that's coming out and uh and to to get back out there on the road with some consistency again well, JD, it's so good to see you on the other side of this whole thing. So thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Appreciate thank it. Thank you for opening up. I appreciate it. Best of luck with everything. Sounds good. All right. Thank, thank you, you, sir. 
Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players and minds in New York City, Kansas City, and spots all over the world giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to JD for his time, energy, and cool. If you want to hear more Neon Jazz interviews, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us at YouTube, and for everything Neon Jazz, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Jazz.